0: To left center field, and it's gone. He went to Jared. Sox for the win! Oh, oh, yes. oh, oh yes! Oh yes! Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> oh, oh. The perfect season remains oh. on go. Gotta go back to the call. Big left Second night in a row, Jansen gets booed off the field. You're listening to the Atia Hour podcast presented by Book It Sports with your host, Trent Atia. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Atia Hour. It's your favorite sports betting show powered by the Book It Sports app. Download the Book It Sports app today for free on the Google Play Store and Apple App Store. It's the Atia Hour, baby. I'm your host, Trent Atia. We got a great show lined up today. Shit from last night. Got to recap that. Thursday thirst traps, whole gang is going to come in with the thirst trap. And then of course, we're going through and going to debate whether or not any of the running backs on this top 10 list are going to lead the league in rushing and who's it going to be. And we're going to debate their over-unders in rushing yards for the 2021 season. As always, you can download and watch and listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify every Tuesday and Thursday. So be sure to tune in. It's going to be a great NFL season, and it's just about to start. We got football next week. Let's go, baby. Shit from last night. Preseason unders having an absolute wagon. So far, in three weeks in, 23-8-1 uh, are these preseason unders. I would rather do so many things than take a preseason over. I mean, these things have been automatic. Uh, Mikey Overs, have you been making any money with the preseason underwagon so far? I mean, it,
1: seem, like, it seems like one of the most logical bets like in the sports betting world to take a preseason under. Because the offense is never high octane. The starters never stay in. So when you look at that number, like it feels like a bet in sports betting that actually is a smart bet. Like People love to say, oh, this is a smart bet, this is a smart bet. But an under in a preseason game is probably one of the smartest bets you can make. And especially with a record like that, like, it's probably not going to slow down or stop. Like, I don't see the over starting to fucking smash, like, today or tomorrow or the next day. So, I mean, I have not. I know Gavin was taking preseason under teasers, which is just fucking ludicrous to me, adding another (laughs) level to, like, degeneracy betting on, like, obscure sports.
0: Dude, the bet bet slips I've seen, uh, everyone parlaying the unders in these preseason games have been absolutely insane. And I'm pissed I haven't taken advantage of it. I haven't really been touching preseason football, uh, except for the Ravens this weekend. The Ravens haven't lost a preseason game in like six years. They're officially the best team in preseason football history. Made some coin there. uh, Do you think they give uh, out
1: trophies for that? Like, do you think they'll get like an award (laughs) at some point for that?
0: Wait, who was it? The, The team or like it was... The Lions are something that went undefeated in preseason and then ended up going to lose every game in the regular season, right? Yeah, that's 2008 Lions. Yeah. not. I mean, I feel like at
1: some point you have to give the Ravens their flowers for going undefeated in the preseason. Like, you still have to win with, like, your cut list. So, four years, you said? That's absurd.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, no, they're a wagon. Ride the Ravens next week. You know I'm all over it. All over it. You know what else I've been all over? The Little League World Series, baby. Call me crazy, but I love my Little League locks. And I've been riding the kids from Abilene, Texas, baby. They're a lock. Uh, They play today against uh, Tom Rivers. And Tom Rivers is a heavy underdog here. But guess what? I don't care. We're riding the boys from Abilene. And I'm fading the Jersey kids, Mike. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, that's fucked up. I, I just I will never bet on a sport where the difference could be a bellyache or someone's crush texting them that they don't like like them back. So I'm just so out <laughs> on betting on any sort of little league or like child sport, honestly. But, you know, Tom mm-hmm. drivers produced some fucking dogs, dude. So I'd be careful fading us. You know, we we still come to play
0: no i mean if i'm being real with you the play here is tom rivers at plus money because you just don't know what's going to happen like you said fucking starting pitcher gets a bellyache little timmy can't go out and throw a gem line changes
1: dad didn't bring the fruit loops morning ruined <laughs> see you later dude.
0: line movement all over little timmy didn't get his fruit loops in we're fucked
2: have you dabbled in the Nerfies?
0: Little League Nerfies, oh my! If those if those were a thing, you know I'd be all over it.
1: Are little kids you going know. yard? Like I feel like is a is a Nerfie like solid. I feel like Nerfies are pretty
0: good bets in Little League. I mean, you'd be shocked, you, and people airmailing balls over the third baseman's head, rolling to the wall, runs come in. It's like Nerfie is is a recipe yeah. for disaster. My my so, Little League honestly, career
2: ended ended in a inside the park walk off grand slam
0: with like four errors. <laughs> so I guess it's. <laughs> You never really yeah, imagine using the again. last leg on some fluke shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just under the glove,
1: three coming to score. My some little league really career ended shit. because my dad told me I wasn't paying attention enough, so <laughs> got pulled out of baseball real quick.
0: Uh, hey, it's Thursday. What that means, we got a little thirst trap. It's not
1: there, it's Tuesday.
0: It's literally Tuesday. <laughs> oh my god, it's Tuesday. Why didn't you guys tell me that pre-show?
2: <laughs> I was like, we we'll. Don't, we'll, we'll, we'll To it when we talk about it. Why do I need to remind
1: you what day it is? We film
2: this show two days a week, dude.
0: (laughs) That just describes how my week is going. It's Tuesday. You know what that means? It's Tuesday, thirst trap action. We all got a thirst trap. I'll go ahead and get going with it. The AL East is the biggest thirst trap I've seen on the board. You got three really good teams fighting for a playoff spot. Guess what? I don't think any of them make a run for the World Series. The Yankees have won 10 in a row. They're red hot playing the Braves tonight. Another, you know, nine game win streak for both teams yesterday. Yankees came out on top. I don't think the Yankees have the depth with the pitching rotation and the bullpen to be able to make a significant run. They're still behind the Rays by about four games in the division. The Rays, I think, are still going to win this division. But I don't think the Rays, without Glasnow, without an ace, Uh, I don't think they're going to win the World Series. I don't even think they're going to get there. I think the World Series is going to come out of the National League. AL East, don't let them trap you. Stay away. Also, the Orioles have lost, what, 16 games in a row now? I actually do think the Orioles end this streak against the Angels over the next three days. That's the only value I see in the AL East right now.
1: Yeah, I mean mine is away from sports and it's the milk crate challenge. Listen, I know you people <laughs> out there might think that shit looks easy, but you will hurt yourself and it will be bad. So stay Dude. away from this fucking bullshit <laughs> milk crate challenge. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get hurt. No. Yo,
0: did you see the guy uh who who completed the milk crate challenge while simultaneously rolling the bull? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that guy's another breed.
0: He built <laughs> so different. <laughs>
1: All right, my third chap is
3: Cameron Smith at the Northern Trust. Um, after shooting a course record uh, of a sixty on Saturday, the tournament got pushed back to Monday um, due to Sunday like a hurricane storm. What the hell is happening in the chat right now? <laughs> um, and then on Monday, birdied eighteen to push a tour, uh, a playoff against uh tony finow just to botch it and uh send one off into the woods and you know so many people were live betting them after uh, a sweet little round of 11 under on saturday and then uh yes yeah, snuck into a playoff just to send one into the woods so that's a uh,
0: shot in the woods <laughs> that's tough that's tough live betters were pissed futures betters you know they were pissed can't be sending it in the woods in, in crunch time cameron smith come on now People are riding you financially, not just <laughs> fanship-wise. Cannot be sending it in the woods. Let's get right into it. Derrick Henry is currently the, the leading odds holder right now to lead the league in rushing at plus 400 odds. The Bro, line's is currently set Jones. at 1,540 and a half. Let me tell you why I'm on his under before I get ripped apart by the rest of the game because they're all on his over. The Titans bring in a guy like Julio Jones not to give Derrick Henry more carries. Last year, Derrick Henry... Had 378 carries. Shot. He gets anywhere close to that. He might not even crack under this season. They bring in a new offensive uh, coordinator who comes from a background where it's heavily air-raid offense. They bring him in. They bring Julio in. Why? To make their, ba- their offense more balanced. Derrick Henry's not going to get anywhere close to the amount of carries he had in his record-breaking year. Last year, 1,500 yards for a guy who just ran for... 2000 has gotten a year older he's now 27 i'm sorry this is a sketchy bet i'm taking his under no way he goes over 1500 no way he gets over 300 carries book it sick
1: take yeah
0: <laughs> yeah what are you going to come back from that i just roasted you
1: i mean you're acting like 27 is fucking ancient and, I mean, you are like, they still have Derrick Henry. This is Derrick Henry. He covered this over by 500 yards last year with one less game. You bring in Julio Jones to add another facet to your offense, you don't bring in Julio Jones to take away carries from arguably the best running back in the game. He's going to go for another 2,000 yards this year because he's unstoppable. You don't bring in Julio Jones and then say, we're going to cut Derrick Henry's carries in half. You bring in Julio Jones to say, okay, now we have another option for Ryan to throw to, like Corey Davis. And A.J. Brown is probably going to lose those receptions and targets, not Derrick Henry losing carries. So, I mean, I'd love his over, but I could see why you might lean the under with how you're thinking about it. But I just don't see – I could never take an under on a guy like Derrick Henry who's coming into your athletic prime. Your athletic prime is 27 to 30. So, I mean, that's that's your prime, not your downfall.
3: And anything, a team like the Titans, after experiencing what they did in the playoffs, where, like, a team could just completely stack the box, adding a guy like Julio is literally just to, like, get around that loophole and, like, adding someone else to take off take off the load with, with Derrick Henry. Because now it forces guys to be in the secondary, so, like, way less more than, than pressing the box.
2: Yeah, I'm in the middle of, like, what Mike and Trent were saying, honestly. I do think that Derrick Henry is not going to have as good of a year as he did last season i, don't, I mean he's definitely not rushing for 2k again no. you know how hard that is to do twice in a row i mean if you look at the last two guys that have done it agent peterson chris johnson they both dropped like 600 700 yards the next season yeah but so, they're i mean gonna i'm
3: in teams the next year the titans are the titans are going to be a playoff team
2: i okay i'm just saying based on the hit like if you look at every any two thousand yard rusher they've had to drop off the next year so i don't care like the titans are a good team i understand but i'm just saying i'm not expecting like to rush for two thousand yards again is going to be so hard to do. I don't care who you are, and like Trayvon was saying, like it's going to take a toll on your body. Like he's just not—I don't think he's going to be able to do it. However, I'm still taking this over. Like he's not—he's not going to—he's not going to drop off like more than four hundred fifty yards. I don't think so. I mean, an extra game and like the the whole Julio Jones argument. Like I think that just takes away receptions from AJ Brown. Like it's not so much like going to take away rushing attempts for Derek Henry. You know, he's still going to be getting twenty-five. 25 touches a game. So, I mean, like he's not going to rush for 2,000 yards, but the over still is, I mean, it's not that high for a guy that rushed for 2K last year. So I'm on the over.
0: And uh, Tannehill threw for 3,819 yards last year with Julio this year, he's going to throw for over (laughs) 4,000. There's just not enough ball to go around boys. I'm sorry.
2: We hope that you always just, your your reasoning for your bets are just other predictions you have, not (laughs) facts.
0: Those are facts. Is that not a fact that Tannehill threw for that many yards?
2: That Tannehill's going to throw for more because he has Julio. That's not a fact. That's, That's a pred- that. you're you're basing your prediction on Derrick Henry based off of another prediction you have.
3: And let's not forget that Julio is not the most uh, consistent guy.
0: Durable, today.
2: yeah, exactly.
0: With that being said, over under 13 and a half touchdowns, with the addition of Julio, he's not a guy who's gonna get you a TD every game. Uh, he actually doesn't really, he's more of a yards catcher than he is a touchdown red zone catcher. Uh, so that's why I would like Derrick Henry's over 13 and a half. Cause he's a fucking wagon. He's a bulldozer at the goal line. Who are you going to go to anyone else? But Derrick, I'll, I like his over 13 and a half in the touchdowns under 1540 in the rushing yards.
1: Yeah. If the Titans are sniffing the goal line, he's getting the ball. So I, I would love the over 13 and a half.
0: Same. All right. Moving on. Dalvin Cook, my dark horse to lead the league in rushing at plus 600. I'm putting a unit on this, baby. Book it. Over-under rushing yards, uh, 1,399 and a half. I'm smashing this over. Dalvin Cook is itching for a breakout year this year. Uh, He got hurt last year, but he did still have a hell season at 1,500 yards. He was on my fantasy team. Won me the league, baby. Uh, We're riding him again. He is going to have a year because Justin Jefferson had a breakout year last year. There's no way that he's going to duplicate that same season. Defenses are going to know what's coming second time around. They're going to need to rely on the run game more. Dalvin's going to prove himself early weeks, weeks one through three, that he can manage this load, take 25, 30 carries a game, and rush for over 100. Book it. Book it. Dalvin Cook, plus 600 to lead the league in rushing. My dark horse.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know everyone else is on the over. The only reason that I was kind of hesitant about taking this over for Dalvin is because he's injury prone. He's never played a full 16 game season. And, you know, we like to talk about that addition of that one game to help the stats out. But a guy like Davin, who doesn't have the best offensive line, that extra game could be an extra game where he could get injured in. So, this is something that I, the number's low for a guy like Dalvin Cook and the point you make. But the only reason that I would be hesitant to even put money on this is because of that injury factor. And he's never been healthy for a full year. So that's the only reason why on this over under of like basically 1400 yards, I'd almost lean the under if I was going to put money on it, just because with this guy, you don't know, man, you don't know.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, last year he in 14 games, he smashed this over by 150 yeah. yards. He's getting an extra game this year. I wouldn't touch that under at all.
2: I mean, yeah, no, no, he hasn't played a full season yet. I mean, he he got hurt, seriously hurt early in his his rookie year. But, no, I mean, going back to, like, the touches that he's going to get and, like, you know, what we were saying with Derrick Henry, like, this guy was right up there for touches. I mean, he had over 300 touches last year. So, uh, it just – as long – like, I I agree with what you're saying, Mike, as long as he's healthy and can get to that 14, 15 – Game threshold, I mean, this number is just way too low, and and it seems like it one of the biggest locks for over on yards and touchdowns.
0: 312 carries last year. I could see him getting that 378 like Derek did last year to then lead the league in rushing. It's going to hit, boys. It's going to hit. Over under 13.5 TDs for Dalvin. Thoughts? I'm on his over, too. Way
2: way too low. Way Way too too low. low. I don't know how they got that number.
0: Uh, last year, he had 16, the year before that, he only played 14 games again, and he had 13. So he did not hit it there, uh, but had you know, 62 less carries than he did last year. Uh, so we're riding Dalvin Cook to the moon. Mikey Overs can sit on the sidelines and watch us win coin. <laughs> Next up, moving on, Christian McCaffrey coming back after uh, a heartbreaking injury. At plus 600 to lead the league in rushing, his line sits at over under 1,200 yards. My rule of thumb is that you don't bet on running backs or any any player for that matter whose leg was sideways just a short time ago, literally nine months ago. This dude's leg was not bending the way that a normal leg goes. And for that reason, I'm out (laughs) on Christian McCaffrey or anyone with their leg sideways. But if I were to ha- not have that rule of thumb and actually place a unit on this, I would lean, I would lean on his under, uh, just because his leg was fucking sideways. <laughs> like I don't want to put my units on someone who was not capable of walking just a short time ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm so big on Christian's over. I just love this guy. I think. You know, he did only hit this number once and it was his like MVB caliber running back two year. But when I look at this team, Darnold is going to be his first year in Carolina. They don't have that convincing of wideouts. And I think he's going to get the bulk share, not only as the lead rusher, but he's going to get those receiving touches too. And if the argument is he's going to catch the ball a little bit more than maybe he runs, he did clear this in the year when he had a thousand receiving yards. He cleared this number by a hundred rushing yards. So I love this number for him coming back off an injury. I understand this scarce and why I kind of said the thing about Dalvin kind of applies the same to Christian, but I kind of like Christian's durability a little more than Dalvin's, to be honest with you. So I love this over and I'm definitely going to be putting money on this, but I could see why the under would be an option here.
2: Yeah, this is one of my favorite unders on the board, honestly. (laughs) And the reason is because, yeah, I mean... Obviously, we know like if you know a, a total yard prop total of McCaffrey would be a different story when you can bring in his what he can do on the, rece- the receiving game. But a the guy just really doesn't get that many uh rushing attempts, and B when he does get a lot of rushing attempts, he's not always a guaranteed you know hidden century mark. Like, he, has, he hasn't even rushed for 100. I know he barely played last season, but he hasn't rushed for 100 yards since week 10 of 2019. And after that 100 yard game in week 10 of 2019, he didn't crack. He didn't. He only cracked more than 20 carries once, the whole remainder of that season, and then the last couple of games he played last year. So, he, you know, I'm looking at, like, I got his game log up here. You're looking at 11 rushes, 9 rushes, 13 rushes. Like, he's just not consistently getting 20 to 25 like these Dalvin Cooks and like these Derrick Henrys, and obviously the number's lower. But mm-hmm. it he just – I think he's going to, you know, he could legally can touch his shirt because he's going to get 11 carries and then, you know, eight receptions on average – but we're talking rushing times. I don't know. He just and even when he did last season, he had 23 rushes in in week one for 97 yards. So it's not like he's you know when he gets that work, he's not always gonna gonna have a great game. So I don't know. You'd need to average like 70 yards a game. I kind of like the under. here.
3: I don't know though because like with a talent like McCaffrey, and tw- if you look at 2019, he didn't even he wasn't pushing 300 carries and he was pushing 1400 rushing yards so I feel like with him being set at only 1200 I feel like this would like kind of be like a play I would definitely look into for some for some value because like I said any lead back this year with also adding an extra game who doesn't have a guy next to him like splitting carries and who also can play like a full healthy season I feel like set at 1200 could possibly be manageable for any running back in the league with you know, obviously, like I said, staying consistent, being healthy.
0: Yeah, I think this line is exactly where it's supposed to be. Uh, 1200. You know, we, we really saw McCaffrey at his best in that 2019 season. He got 287 carries and he hit this over at 1387. Uh, it'll be interesting with the new QB in there in that system to see if he's going to get the carries. He needs to hit this over. Mikey is all over his over. Uh, Jason's leaning under. I have no opinion, really, because his leg was sideways. But for touchdowns, his over unders at 11 and a half. Uh, Mikey, over. are you on this over as well?
1: I'm definitely on the over. He had five touchdowns in his first three games last year and 15 in his fully healthy year. He's going to be the guy where if they get near the, the goal line, it's, it's going to him. They're going to feed him the ball because he's a touchdown machine. He does backflips, flips, whatever the fuck he wants to get in that end zone. And he will get in that end zone. So 11.5 feels very low. I'm sure they're accounting for the possible injury here. And that's why it's so low. But, I mean, I w- I'm would i going to hammer this over. 11.5 feels so low for a guy like Christian McCaffrey who can do anything.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like if I- I'm reading this correctly, three games last year he had five rushing TDs?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What? So yeah, he, he went me-
2: off. He went off early in the season. And also, the, I, like, I love the over for touchdowns, which is weird because I'm obviously on the under for yards. But in the span of all those games that he has not rushed for 100 yards, so all the games he played in the last season and then the last six or seven weeks of the 2019 season, he still had nine rushing touchdowns in that span. So he's not getting a bunch of yards week in, week out. But like Mike said, he's just a touchdown machine. So 11 and a half is pretty low if he plays. If he can get to, like, 14, 15 games, it shouldn't be a
0: problem. Yeah, he seems to stay healthy. Uh, will be an interesting one to see. Good luck, Mikey Overs, he's got real units on it. Next up, <laughs> next up, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb at plus 850 to lead the league in rushing. Lines currently set at over under 1350 and a half. I'm on his under, let me tell you why. There's just not enough carries to go around. Not enough ball in Cleveland. There's just this team is fully juiced, fully healthy, ready to go. You got OBJ, you got juice Jarvis Landry, healthy Baker, ready to sling it, make some plays this year. He's got a lot to prove and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. There's way too many healthy guys on this field. I just don't think he's going to get the carries needed to hit this number 1350 and a half. That's a lot. I mean, that's right around where Dalvin's at. I think Dalvin is going to smash that. I think Nick Chubb doesn't come close to that simply just because there's not enough ball in Cleveland. In fact, I'm so confident that he's not going to hit this over that we're going to talk about this guy next, but I'm going to say that Joe Mixon's going to have a better year than Nick Chubb is. That's my take book it.
1: So for all those viewers that want to close out the podcast now, thanks for coming. We really appreciate it. Um, (laughs) I'm going to hand this off to someone else because I just, I'm not even going to touch Nick Chubb with my email.
2: I'll I'll take it from here. I mean, it's a fair argument. I see, I mean, well, not really the Joe Mixon part, but I see what you're saying. It's, you know, it's obviously a a pretty big number and there's just way too many hands that are going to need to be getting that football in the offense, especially with the, the running game with obviously Chubb and Cremont. But just the fact alone that the Browns have not a good or a great offensive line, but the actual number one offensive line in of football, I know that no matter how many running backs they have, they have everyone's going to get their carries. And that's what you saw last year. Look, When you look at Nick Chubb's stats last year, just remember that he only played in 12 games and really only 11 because in that Dallas game, he got hurt in like the first quarter. So I can see Nick Chubb getting 20 carries and I can see Cream Hunt getting 10 to 12 carries a game sometimes, especially if the Browns have the lead in a lot of games. They also, not only do they have the, best offensive line in football they have the sixth easiest schedule against the rushing defenses this season so I can see them leading leading games I know Baker is not going to be slinging it he's going to be managing the game yeah everyone's like oh Odell's coming back okay well cool we haven't really seen anything with Odell that that crazy I know the rushing game is really uh Stefanski's bread and butter so I'm I I really want to sprinkle Nick Chubb plus 850 to lead the league in, in rushing yards but obviously yeah you have that handcuff you have Kareem Hunt So it's going to be tough for him to lead the league and it's really going to be tough for him to get the amount of carries to be able to lead the league. But in terms of this over, I mean, he's just one of the best pure backs in football, top 10 in yards after contact last year. And he only played and he was the only one that only played in less than 14 games. So it's really just a, a matter of the skill and the talent in the scheme that he's in. I don't really see how he doesn't hit this number.
0: Let's make a personal wager. Joe Mixon has a better year. The Nick Chubb, 20 bucks right now. Shake my hand.
2: So so what are you defining as a better year? Like, are we uh, just talking about two. this?
0: Just
2: a specific bet, more yards?
0: Uh, yeah, let's do more yards.
2: Okay, so just whoever has the most yards.
0: Yep. 20 bucks? Handshake. 20 bucks. Live. That's it? That's it.
2: 20 bucks. 50, 50. That's all
0: I got to attend to you right now. 50.
2: 50 50? no deal. 50,
0: all right, all right, five units. Those are Nikki L. units. five years.
2: Oh, did you, did you just reveal your unit? <laughs>
0: cut. My unit's not ten dollars. You know, $10 unit. that. unit <laughs> six seven post Nick. Be ready to cut that.
1: <laughs> uh, no over under 11
0: and, units. and a half CDs for Chubb. Oh my god, this is such a disrespectful line, dude. I'm on the under. Why not? Enough you know, ball. he had this
2: last year in 12 games, right?
0: Yeah, he did. Bro, but not the ball. <laughs> everyone's back dude you you love this team you know that they're gonna make a deep run uh not only in the playoffs but actually try to be a contender this season they're gonna do it any which way they can bro
1: i mean i i i wrote down under but i would definitely take this over for exactly what jason just said he hit this with 12 games played last year Twelve games in the four dude. games without Chubb, they didn't have any rushing teams. So
0: why is the so- line so disrespectful
1: I, I don't know. Maybe because
2: they think what you think. And that's why they're trying to take our money. And that's why we're trying to beat the books and be like, Well, this is why they think it and this is why it's not but hitting.
0: Think about it. Think about it. Why do you think the books did this? So that they could have that they can get people like you this is to a third have the exact reaction this is a you try. Try.
1: Because some guy at their round table when they're making their lines went, There's not enough ball in Cleveland to go around. <laughs> gotta be eleven and a half. Nah. You hit this last year with because the game. guy he
2: who made the guy half. who made this line is probably fucking like sportsbook consigliere from pittsburgh probably a Steeler fan and just doesn't want people betting on the browns That's uh, also possible
0: uh fuck nick chubb let's get into joe mixon uh my my dark horse to be nick chubb this season as i've got 50 bucks pending on the cloud on it but uh, joe mixon's plus 1600 to lead the league in rushing his over under is currently 1050 and a half and let me tell you why his over is absolutely going to smash The best version of Joe Burrow that we saw was in his last year at LSU. What did he have at LSU? He had a great wide receiver and he had a great running back, a running back in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who rushed for over a 1,000 yards. For Joe Burrow and the Bengals to have the season, the bounce-back season that we we all desperately want to see out of Joe and that he desperately needs to have, he needs to have that balanced offense. They got a wide receiver. They have a healthy Joe Mixon back injury last year. And he's going to rush for over a 1,000. This is a disrespectful line. And he's also a sneaky, sneaky value to lead the league in rushing at plus 1,600. When you look at prior stats, uh, last year, of course, he did get hurt, played in six games, had 500, 430 yards. But the year before that, he was getting carries. 278 of them, actually. And in the 2018 and 2019, he smashed this over. So when he plays the games... He gets the carries, the over hits. You know he's going to get his carries this year, especially with Joe coming off an ACL. This over is disrespectful. Over 1,050 and a half. Book it. Trent,
3: so you're bitching about Derrick Henry with Ryan Tannehill and now adding Julio Jones. But now that Joe makes
2: yeah, it. and Nick Chubb.
3: Joe Charlie. Burrow in a couple good wideouts, He's going to have the season of his life. Let me just uh, break it down. Let me just break it down real quick. So I was I was looking into Joe Mixon last night because I knew you had to take that. You know he was going to be your dark horse, whatever. But so running over his his last few seasons, I mean he's still young. I feel like that's about the only thing that you have on your side rolling here with your t- legs.
0: Um, wait,
2: wait, is he twenty? Is he twenty seven by chance? <laughs> 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 because i way too old. Twenty How old is I'm pretty old, <laughs> according I mean, to Joe. but but no, 10, it's 25. All right, that's okay.
3: Through through four seasons, he only has ten career games above one hundred rushing yards. And to put that in perspective, Derrick Henry had that alone last last year. I mean, he's only averaging on his career four point one yards per carry, and his through his six games last year only three point six yards per carry. And now is faced with the twenty-fifth ranked O line in the league. And honestly, like I feel like these are all his factors. Like, obviously, not working in his favor, and he's obviously injury prone. And you want to talk about like wide receivers who obviously are like big threats in the secondary with Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T Higgins. Like, they're definitely going to be working these guys into the offense. I don't know. There's
2: only one ball, Trent. Only one ball.
3: Yeah. I no, mean, I don't, a wise man I don't, I don't that. There's,
0: a, there's enough ball in Cincinnati, boys. There's enough. And
2: how is there enough ball in Cincinnati and not in Cleveland? They're like two hours apart from each other. Probably using the same ball.
3: (laughs) And also to work in in Jason's favor, at least when, like, there's not enough ball to go around, like, the Browns are going to be having these leads and then just giving it to Chubb with the O-line. Whereas the Bengals, you know, they are going to be behind in fucking more than 50% of their games, and Joey Burrow is going to be slinging it, working in our favor for fucking passing yard leader. Come on, Trent. Let's go. Yeah.
2: The passing yard leader i got excited. (laughs) Yeah, if Gavin didn't get you hyped there – just to just give some more next gen stats on, on why this is going to be a free five units for me uh, down the road is yes. You look at Joe Mixon's numbers, 2018, 2019, great seasons. Let's look at his best season in 2018. Right? Andy Dalton was QB one in Cincinnati. He ranked 27th in pass attempts out of 32 teams in 2019, Andy mm-hmm. Dalton and all the other quarterbacks that played in Cincinnati they, they ranked 18th in pass attempts out of 32 teams. So still the bottom half of the league. Ask David, who I know is sitting next to you, when Joe Burrow, is healthy, Joe Burrow is healthy, will he be ranked in the bottom half of the league in passing attempts? No. He'll probably be top five, top 10. This guy threw the ball like 80 times in Cleveland last, last year. They will be losing games. So and don't, and don't mix, mix that with health. And don't even tell me you're on his
3: like over on the TDs, considering like one of his best seasons, also, he only had. F- five rushing tds in his in his full season his first full season he only had five rushing tds so really don't even get me started I'm, I'm
2: kind of i'm kind of i'm low-key kind of on the over for his touchdowns that's
0: uh, I mean, only you know I am.
2: it's only eight i mean it's only eight like they, they're gonna have a good enough offense to like get to the goal line he stays healthy he
0: have his best year this year and so all these numbers Fuck the pass, dude. He's ready to go. He's itching to have a good year. Like I said, he Joe Burrow needs a thousand yard rusher. The over under is a thousand and fifty. Oh,
2: it's going to be north.
0: Shut up, dude. This He's going to
2: be moving off the field week five. No, my bad. <laughs> yeah. I cannot <laughs> wait for that graphic of his leg sideways. Sorry. I mean, not really. Oh,
0: I don't oh, I'm not right, so I, I Mixon, mean that.
2: I'm
3: saying, Joe like.
0: Mixon, I'm hammering his over. Everyone hates his over in yards. But we all kind of do like his over in TDs. It's low. It's disrespectful. It's seven and a half. He's the once. He did it at in 2018. And he's going to have his best year this year. So hammer that disrespectful over seven and a half. Let's move on to the next guy. We love some Jonathan Taylor boys. We're all on his over plus 1100 to lead the league. His odds or his over under right now is at 1175 and a half. I love his over and so don't we all.
3: Yeah, I definitely am huge JT guy all the way for the last like five years, even dating back to his freshman year at Wisconsin. And basically I just want to break it down because I'm hammering this over both rushing yards, rushing TDs and the lead the league in rushing yards. Um, This is definitely what I would call my dark horse. But, yeah, basically, I just want the Colts to understand the talent they have in Jonathan Taylor. I say this because he had a great rookie year with over 1,100 rushing yards, 11 TDs, and this was considering based off 232 carries. And this was 80 less than Dalvin Cook and 156 less carries than Derrick Henry. And he only came in third last year in rushing. Obviously, they're getting his toes wet, but it's just like – it's honestly just kind of ridiculous to me because they like everyone's like oh marlon max coming back and like oh they still have nakeem hines and like all this other bs like floating around the organization with like it's like no there is no like decision making on who the top dog is who the lead back is in indianapolis just give jonathan taylor the ball all three seasons in college he had over two thousand yards um from scrimmage he had a Combined over three over three seasons at Wisconsin, sixty two hundred rushing yards, like that is just a, insane. And an averaged twenty two carries per game over three seasons. He's obviously super durable. They're losing Philip Rivers, obviously, who was like, you know,
2: hey, maybe not, maybe not.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you might be back, back. because of the QB situation right now. This is when you know the Colts are going to be relying on Jonathan Taylor all season to control games, based off the other side of the ball having a top five defense. They have a top three O line, but I mentioned the defense because they're going to be in low scoring games, battling some of these teams in like some of the higher like ranked matchups, and giving the Jonathan Taylor the ball is definitely 100% going to benefit their team because they're going to control control the game, keep their defense off the field, and this guy is an absolute workhorse in this feed the fresh legs. Jonathan Taylor is a complete stud, and honestly, talent-wise, once this guy gets going, top three easy, and he's going to lead the league of rushing yards this year 100%. 100%. 100%. I,
1: I, I have a couple things written, um, and Bones in the chat just kind of – actually wrote exactly what i have written down for jonathan taylor one is let gavin talk and then the second one is kids from new jersey absolute dog i'm on the over so that's all i have for jonathan taylor after gavin just gave him dissertation on him but listen he's a jersey kid they need him he's gonna be the number one i love the over it's really low for him i feel like
3: i just hope we don't find ourselves like after like the first three weeks them still like yeah you know, giving opportunities to Marlon Mack and Hines.
2: Well, here, here, here's the thing about Marlon Mack that I think is, if you like, obviously remember J- uh, JT's rookie year last year is he was pretty much a non-factor in like the first half of the season. Like, I mean, he he, he didn't really get that many touches. It was he, he wasn't nine, really man. the go-to guy yet. Yeah, you know, right, 11 games,
3: 20 carries.
2: That's what I'm saying. So, like, if so, yeah, sure, you like no one's gonna like you. The four of us know, like, yeah, Marlon Mack can be involved, but there's no way he's gonna be the main guy ever. So if you, like, bring – if you bring – if you add the Marlon Mack situation and take away those carries for Jonathan Taylor, that pretty much cancels out with, like, his, you know, non-apparent first half last year. So I feel like – I feel like that's not necessarily – when you look at his season last year and now think about Marlon Mack being back, it's like, well, we know JT's going to be the man from week one this year. So it's like those two things, like, cancel out. So, I mean, I'm – yeah, I I don't see how this doesn't – and they have a new offensive coordinator – Marcus Brady was already set in camp, like, that this guy is just getting better and better and better.
3: It is crazy though, looking at, like, the carry statistics and considering he beat out every other running back in yards last year besides Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry, who obviously had an obscene amount more carries than him last season. So, hopefully, he gets the rock because he's a freak in nature.
0: No, we're we're hammering his over over 10 and a half touchdowns. Yes.
2: Yes. He had yeah, seven absolutely. touchdowns in his last four games. Not only did three more than Joe Mixon.
0: <laughs> I just hate the I hate the pitter patter they do with with the just rotation of running backs. And I hope that doesn't come into play as much as it did last year with Naeem Hines and now they got Marlon Mack back. I just I hate that shit. I hate it. Especially when you have him on a fancy team, let alone betting on his over. It's just so annoying. It's like, I've already guy. committed
2: to betting. I've already committed to betting Naheem Hind is over in week one from his uh, previous book it uh, appearance.
0: Yes. No, right. To his right. Phase, right. So,
2: yeah.
0: All right. Next Next up, let's move on. Antonio Gibson in Washington, plus 1,600 to lead the league in rushing. Kind of a long shot. Doubt that happens, honestly. Over under is set at 1,025 and a half, so 25 less yards. Then our JT. Uh, I'm on the under. Why? Because I'm already on Fitzmagic's over. And you don't bring in a guy like Fitzmagic to just give your running back more carries. And Fitzmagic, Scary Terry is going to be the, the duo to watch out for this year. They're going to be slinging it in Washington. They're going to want to win this division. And they're going to do it with their defense and their passing game. Antonio Gibson under 1,025 and a half yards. Book it.
1: I mean, I couldn't be more on it over. This is one of the guys I'm really excited about. Um, Because we all know the last second year running back that Ron Rivera coached with insane rushing and receiving upside, and it was Christian McCaffrey, man. And and they said that they took last year to establish Antonio to get him comfortable as a lead running back and the preseason. So now it's a position that he's not only comfortable catching the ball with like a wide receiver, but he's also comfortable being behind the quarterback and ready to fucking bust through lines. And I think I'm highest on him on this list to have the best year – from last year going into this year. And the point of Ryan Fitzpatrick, I have five quarterbacks written down that had 3,500-plus yards, and their running back had over 1,000 yards. So, I mean, that that just makes no it's, sense. Yeah, it's me. it's possible that that both happens. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's actually more than likely in this scenario if you think right. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to I mean, to there's the not enough has.
2: ball, though, you know?
1: Yeah, not enough <laughs> ball for Antonio Gibson who can not only catch but run the ball. But, no, I think in McCaffrey's second year, he had 1,300 rushing yards. I think Antonio Gibson is a similar player to him and his overs at 1,025 yards. So I think he's going to smash this. I love this value for him for his over and his touchdowns and his receiving yard and his rushing yards. Sorry. So I'm big on Gibson for sure.
2: The only only thing I want to say here is I want to just give bone some quick math to do is Antonio Gibson averaged 4.7 yards last year uh, with 170 carries. So if he gets like, let's say, obviously we know he's going to get more carries than 170 now. So what what do you think is a fair number? Like, like 200, 200 220, 225, 225, 225. Uh, 4.7 4. times 225. Now this is obviously assuming that he doesn't have like, yeah, have more, more yards per carry at all. Bones,
0: I can uh, bet 1057 and a hook.
1: That's the over, baby. Is
2: that all right? Enough said. Okay, enough thanks, sad. Bones.
0: Just to be clear, I'm not actually putting real units on his under. I just, I'm just i not taking his over, just to be clear.
1: Loud and clear. Heard you. <laughs> yeah. copy, uh, you guys copy, copy that.
0: Uh, over under nine and a half touchdowns for Gibson. Last year, he finished with 11. Kind of a disrespectful line here at nine and a half. Thoughts?
1: I mean, we're all on the over here. I don't think there's much to talk about. I think, you know, he hit it last year. He's going to have a better year than he did last year. So, I mean, I love this for him. It's super you know
3: though, If I take the over and J.D. McKissick's in the backfield, I'm going to freak the hell out. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> all right, moving He's on. He's one of those guys so, that will
2: just piss you off. <laughs>
0: you guys, the gang loves Antonio Gibson's over at 11 – or 1,025 and a half, over nine and a half TDs. Moving on to Saquon Barkley. Uh, Like I said, you know, it's coming. I don't take guys whose legs were sideways nine months ago. So I ain't touching this. But the gang's got some great takes here. Saquon's plus 1600 to lead the league in rushing. His line, 1175 and a half. Leg sideways, not for me, boys.
1: I mean, the number is low for a guy like Saquon Barkley, who is just, I know as Gavin referred to him, a freak, man. This guy's an athletic freak. Obviously, the re-injury scare is there. I wouldn't put my money on this. I would lean the under just in case there's an injury scare. I think the Giants went out and got some great receivers for Daniel Jones, so I do think they will be throwing the ball more. But they do have the worst O-line in the league, as Bones just told me, so I could see them running the ball a little bit. But can Saquon make the space and get enough to cover this eleven seventy five? I don't know.
3: It's a risk I'm definitely willing to take considering the injury scare when they when they show the dude in the weight room, like, squatting 500 pounds. I mean, <laughs> I'm not too worried about him staying healthy and durable. I mean, he's young. And where this number is set, I would 100% take it because we all know Daniel Jones struggles throwing the ball. And, I mean, and, and Saquon being the talent that he is, like, I would take this any day of the week if he stays healthy throughout the season.
0: No, I, I mean I, I'm not gonna take his under. Dude's quads are bigger than my fucking head. Like <laughs> imagine betting on an under with a dude's quads are bigger than your head. And like, I mean are you I gonna feel do that
1: I mean it's just the injury scare. That's the only reason you gotta lean the under on guys that were injured the year before.
0: But um, you take the over McCaffrey?
1: Of course love love the over got from the it. It Makes that sense. situation <laughs> <It>
0: makes <laughs> honest was,
1: sense.
3: Be, I honestly be based around him all season I feel like and being in the division that they are I feel like Saquon definitely has some potential for some breakout games I mean the NFC East we know isn't the strongest we know Washington has a good defense but the offense for the New York is definitely based around Saquon and I mean they struggled last year and let's see how they do this year with them.
0: So, Gavin, how you like his over at 11.75 and a half, but why do you like his under nine touchdowns?
3: Just because it's like a it's a scary offense to touch. It's like you never know who's like gonna come in for for different like aspects of how they're gonna score. And I feel like with Galladay and uh the kid they just drafted with their first pick, who who did they draft in the first round Tony or whatever, Tony. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you just you just never know. You have Daniel Jones rushing in for touchdowns. I don't I, I I like him in producing yards throughout the season, but I feel like the Giants offenses to begin with isn't great. And like as we said, they're they're out their whole line sucks. And if teams really just, you know, bank on on Saquon and focus on Saquon down in the red zone. I feel like it's going to be hard for him because they don't have a ton of weapons. And then plus, I feel like they're going to find unique ways and unique players to score because shitty teams like that need to.
0: So Saquon, we got it over in yards, under in touchdowns. I'm down for that. I'm definitely down for that. Not, not going to be betting on it, but I think that's the right move. I could totally see that going both ways there. Could I see over. On- what was know. that?
3: I said I could see over, over, but I definitely do like over, under.
0: Let's go to Aaron. I can see under, under. Everything about that? Under, under, <laughs> under, under. No, over, under. I like it. Over yards, under TDs. Nines a lot. And he only had six, uh, in not last season, but the year before that when he played 14 games. That's pretty low. And so, I, I mean, if he could stay healthy, I just, I don't think he could hit this over, even if he does stay healthy. Let's go to Aaron Jones. Returning to the Packers, plus 1,800 odds to lead the league in rushing. Cheeky value there. His line sounds pretty disrespectful. 1,050 and a half. We're all on his over, boys. Someone tell him why we're all on his over. What is the, Why are we all on this Aaron Jones train?
2: hit this in his last two years. So, I mean, that... I didn't find anything to tell me why I'd take the under.
0: Yeah, yeah, he had 236 carries in 2019, 201 carries in 2020. I mean, he's got to get those 200 carries if we want this over to hit. And he's getting an extra game. They That's got fine. Game no, Jamal
3: Williams. Way. Again, the number is so low that it's definitely a risk I feel like we're all willing to take. And by your standards, if Aaron Rodgers needs a thousand yard rusher, to 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 have a good season, Um, Aaron Jones will definitely hit this mark.
1: That Every funny? take that Trent has about a running back has to do with the quarterback. So it has funny. nothing to do with the, them themselves. It has to do with the quarterback that's with them.
0: And plus, I mean, he yeah, is kind of no? well, a good wide receiver. runs the offense. No,
3: good wide receiver too. Uh, what's his name? DeVay, DeVay, well, yeah.
1: Is there going to be enough balls around in Green Bay for Aaron Jones to hit this over, dude? <laughs> Truly. I, mean, you no, I would have a will say, while,
2: while, while we all bully Trent, I do think that the quarterback argument is actually important for the touchdown prop. Because how many times have we seen at the one-yard line, two-yard line, three-yard line, Aaron Rodgers just change the play and just throw it to Devonta Adams? So the touchdowns here are a little sus to me because I know Aaron's going to be trying to stat pad and... He likes to change those plays and run some weird shit. At the goal line, so I don't know. It's not very uh traditional once they get down there. But yards is, I mean, lot, one of my favorite plays. Under TDS
0: is is nine. He had it last year. He had sixteen in 2019, eight in twenty eighteen. So I like you guys are on his under. I like his over.
1: I like the under here. He did hit this in the year prior and then got this exactly last year. I just don't know if I see his touchdown production increasing with Rodgers' return. Like Jason said, he loves to change the play. And Devontae Adams, he loves to throw that man the ball near the goal line. So the number is low, though. Like These numbers feel absurdly low for a guy of Aaron Jones' caliber. But that either tells me Vegas knows something or maybe that we could look like fucking idiots. So, I mean, we're going to have to see.
0: Hey, the last time the Packers ran the ball more than they threw it was
3: 16 years ago. Uh, Very hey, long he's time he's ago. Up. Timmy behind in the chat. They're a throwing team. They're a throwing team. That's pretty obvious with a guy like Aaron Rodgers under center, but just take that into account. You're going to take a running back's over. They're a throwing team. They like to pass the ball. I was, I was the nice quarterback it that up. year.
2: wasn't far, was it? All right. Well, has gone. Bones, <laughs> <laughs> well, find out who the quarterback was that year. All
0: right, while well, he's doing that, we'll come back to that. But we're taking Aaron Jones' over in yards. iffy on the touchdowns. I like his over. Mike and Jason like his under. Gavin's on the over with me as well. Um, let's move on. Last but not least, Ezekiel Elliott for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, currently – Last on this list uh, to lead the league in rushing at plus 2,100. That's insane value. Over, under 1,150 and a half yards. I mean, I saw you guys rolling his over. I'm not going to be that one guy to take Zeke's under, especially with him being on fucking, what do you call it? Hard knocks. The way that he's been looking. You know he ain't fumbling. I would rather take his under and fumbles if, that's a, if there's a line for that somewhere this year. Uh, but... His line, 1,150 and a half. Mikey Overs thinks he's going to lead the league in rushing, question mark?
1: This is the best value on the board for rushing leader with a running back of Ezekiel Elliott's caliber. He has hit this over in three of his five years as a professional, and clearly the number was adjusted for the down year last year. But let's not forget – Everybody on the Cowboys had a down year last year. So if you think they're not coming back, and if you haven't watched hard knocks, they're treating Dak Prescott with baby gloves. This guy is gonna play at the start of this season for sure. They're being very careful yeah, no matter how much Jerry Jones says he wants him to throw the ball, throw it short, just see what he can do. They're gonna make sure that Dak is healthy going into this year, and I love that for Ezekiel Elliott. He's been he was a rushing leader twice and is plus 2,100 this year on a comeback year. I love everything for him in this prop. I love his touchdowns. I love his over, under, and yards. I think this could be the year of Zeke.
0: I mean, yes, yeah. Much no, I agree. And if, Go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say that
2: if you look at his last time that he had under a 1,000 yards, fight the bench back year
0: yeah he 14, had under 1, 1400 yards in 2017 he had 900, 983 and in 2020 he had 979 uh he only played 10 games in 2017 though so if you I mean, if he would have played seven more you know damn well he's going to smash that over uh and then in 2020 he played in 15 games but still if you add those two extra games or the, the extra game he gets this year plus the one he missed You probably would have hit that over as well. So I do like this, Mikey Overs. I think you're on to something.
1: I love it for him. I love it for him. He worked on his ball security. That ball is not coming out this year once. (laughs) So I love this for him.
0: He had five fumbles last year, six in 2018, five in his rookie year. He's got to hold on to the ball. That ball's not coming out. It's not coming out. I do
3: have a wager outside of um, the book that uh, Jonathan Taylor will have a better season than Zeke Elliott, though I loved, oh. I do love Zeke, though, with uh, the rushing yards and TDs. It's hard to look back over the last season just considering how weird of a year it was for the Cowboys and how many you know, different factors played into that, especially with Dak gone. And so now that Dak's back, I mean, I feel like the the sky's the limit for Zeke. But if JT gets the carries like he should – there's not a doubt
1: that JT has a better year, so just to throw that in my
0: there. year was you going to take that bet? I
1: mean, I would absolutely take that bet. And, I mean, for the touchdown thing, if you're worried about the Dak healthy thing, Zeke got the majority of his touchdowns when Dak was out. So no, I'm saying, I'm saying, saying Dak,
3: Dak, Dak is a benefit to Zeke, for oh, sure. Oh,
1: no, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's better than Ben DiNucci under center, for sure.
0: What? <laughs> 100%? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes the list of running backs. Let's go around and just say who we think is going to lead the league in rushing. Me, my pick, Dalvin Cook at plus 600. Book it. Mikey
1: Ezekiel Elliott. Best number on the board, plus 2100. It's got to be
2: Nick Chubb plus 850. But then a little comma, parentheses, also Dalvin Cook probably.
3: Yeah. I mean, there we go. I already said it. I'll say it again. Jonathan Taylor, baby. Wheeling
0: it all the way. There's some good picks. Good picks around the table here. I like it. I like it. Some really good value. Mikey Overs with the heaviest, ju- or with the juiciest value at plus 2100. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, but that concludes today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, this is the Atia Hour, powered by the Book it Sports app. Download it today for free on the Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Join the squad Track your plays, everything in between. You can do it on Book it Sports. Book it. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. We'll see you on Thursday.